have a lot of reasons to be thankful right now, don't we? Not preaching on Thanksgiving tonight, but I felt like I should. I, I just I felt like, well, it's after Thanksgiving, so I don't know if that's you know appropriate or not. But I'm just feeling so thankful. Um, as I came to church, people told me I'm praying for you, like they knew I was preaching, you know. And and I thought, man, I didn't even know anybody would uh, would be aware of that. But I'm I've got people praying for me. That I didn't even know were praying for me. Come here, and I see the Christmas spirit all around. And I see people, you know, gathered all around, ready to worship the Lord, and uh, hear from the Word, and pray together. And somebody introduces himself to me, and like, man, I didn't even know this guy uh, knew I was in the room, and here he is, just wanting to have a conversation, get to know each other. It, this is a special place, isn't it? I remember when we came here, and I just immediately—I've told the illustration here—but immediately, as soon as we pulled in, I knew, and then I knew, and then I knew, and every step of the the introduction to the church process. I was just more and more convinced this is the place for us. The other day I said what I was thankful for, and that was just a church that feels like home. I didn't know what else to say. That's the thing that was on my mind when I was sitting there in a group full of people thanking the Lord for things. Uh, so tonight, though, I just want to share with you a little bit from the Word of God on wisdom. Uh, and you know, I think I have got a special qualification for this message here, and it, that's I say that because it's from James one uh, five through eight, where it starts off, "If any of you lack wisdom." So you could turn to James chapter one there, verses five through eight. Uh, have you ever felt like you just lacked wisdom in an area, or like you you lacked wisdom, uh, you know, in, in a certain event that happened, or have you ever observed that happening in the world? Maybe seen something and thought, man, uh, I don't know why or how that could have ever happened. Like that was just a mystery to me how that occurred. Um, if you've been in those situations, then you probably could think of, uh, of one or two of those right now. Uh, and sometimes it just makes me look back and think, man, what was the result of what was going on there? How, how good or bad did that turn out uh, based on the, the wisdom that was used or not used there? The, the, the information that was had or, or that wasn't available to the person involved. Uh, when I think of examples of lack of wisdom, though, I think of social media. <laughs> I'm going to share some examples with you, but why don't we read the Word of God first and pray, and then we'll get started, and I'll share those uh, funny things with you. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, notice that, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Aren't promises in the Word of God great? But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Some of those promises are conditional, aren't they? For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let's pray. God, thank you for all the prayer that's happened already. God, I pray that you would uh, be with me, Lord. Help me to, to say what you want me to say, to, to leave everything else out, God, and to, uh, just bless the, the people's hearts, Lord. Bless my heart, Lord. Uh, help us to grow closer to you through the sharing of your word tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, uh, wisdom, and sometimes it's lacking. What are some examples of that? Social media just always pops into my mind because, you know, they call it death scrolling. You ever heard that term? When you just open Twitter and just start scrolling and it's like doom, doom, doom. You know, you, nothing encouraging in there, man. Close Twitter if you want to be encouraged, right? Uh, but social media is a good uh, place to look for just things you, you just kind of put you in disbelief. Uh, I saw once a man posted, I wondered who was on this coin. So I did the research. Turns out it was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> a person posted on social media, my stove is on fire, my mom is just looking at it. Help! That's a thinker, too. That has double meaning. You'll, you'll laugh at that again later. 
why is there a birthday candle one person posted for zero? And they put a picture of, you know, that section at Walmart, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nobody turns zero years old, they said. <laughs> Someone posted free event, solar eclipse party. Okay, so they had like an event thing. I think it was Facebook or something like that. And then a person responded, most kids go back to school that day. Can it be done on the weekend? <laughs> Some people are like, wait, what, what's wrong with that? Uh, I saw this post. Is there any sort of book subscription for kids that exists where you order books and once you read them, you return them and get more? And the response came, it's called the library. (laughs) They weren't feeling kind that day when they responded to that post. Last one I'll share with you. At the end of the day, we are all human beings, one person posted. And the response came, and together we will rise. (laughs) I don't know if that was staged or not, but I actually saw that. Sometimes we're just not thinking. Amen? I mean, sometimes it's just there's a lack of information. We're, we're, not, we're not actually actively trying to exercise wisdom. There's just a, a missing element in what we're trying to do. Sometimes there's information we're missing. One thing is clear, though. Uh, there is a great cause for seeking wisdom in the world today, isn't there? In my life, I know it's true. I, I hope that, that all of us could say that we realize we lack wisdom. There's something that you lack wisdom about today. I know it's true about me. It's got to be true about all of us. I believe that the word of God makes it clear that we need to seek wisdom. Why would God share that with us if it's not true? The search for wisdom is my first point tonight. The search for wisdom. Um, really, this whole passage describes the search for wisdom. But in verses 5 through 6, I think you can especially see that it is a personal quest. That God says, if any of you lack wisdom, in verse 5, let him ask of God. Let him ask. Notice God says, hey, uh, if, you're, if you're in a disagreement with a person, you feel they've offended you, go to them. If you feel that you lack wisdom, come to me. God gives us personal responsibility in our walk as Christians, doesn't he? He says, hey, if you lack wisdom, guess what? Maybe there's something that you haven't asked me for wisdom about. Maybe there's, there's an opportunity right here, right now, for you to say, God, help me understand this help me know what to do help me lord to just get to the next step in this process of my life if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god god makes it clear it is a personal uh, quest it's something that we're supposed to take personal responsibility in Uh, but it's also a passionate quest that we're supposed to have Uh, i'm just going to read the whole passage again because again this this is kind of all in and through all these verses five through eight if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to, men, uh, to uh, all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Here's the passionate part. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Why does God, uh, talking to us about wisdom and saying that we need to not be double-minded because we're going to be unstable in all of our ways, guess what? He's saying we need to be single-minded about getting wisdom from him. We need to know that, that he's the only way, place that we could go to for wisdom, but that uh, also Perhaps we're just not looking for it and that we need to focus on it. That we should be uh, kind of like you know, laser targeted on God when we're thinking about getting wisdom. You know, there's all kinds of sources of information in the world, aren't there, right now? Social media, man, I mentioned that, but that's just the tip of the iceberg in the world today. We went thousands of years with those social media and tons of misinformation happened, didn't it? Tons of sources of information in the world, uh, but one that you know will always be reliable, the Word of God. You read the Word of God, you're going to get something true. 
you get on your knees and pray to God and ask him to give you wisdom, you're going to get something good and something reliable. And God says, hey, you need to have a passion about this and seek me and look for my face and ask uh, me what it is that you need to know and understand and do in life. And, and then you'll avoid that, that man being unstable in all his ways condition there, that that condition that you can wind up in where you've sought the wrong path, you've sought the wrong information, you've, you've processed things in the incorrect way, uh, and, and God will help you get around some of that. Uh, we can avoid pain in life, can't we, by just making better decisions. Sounds simple, though, doesn't it? Uh, man, it, it seems like sometimes the instructions are just uh, not as, as uh, simple to follow as we might like. Like, okay, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Lord, okay. I'll just ask you for wisdom right now. God, give me wisdom. Well, is, is it that simple every time? Is there things that we need to be a little bit more specific about, pray about? Is there some wisdom we can have in knowing what to ask for wisdom about? Is there some times where we're, where we're not thinking about the Lord and we need to learn to, to have a, a way of reminding ourselves to look to God? Is it, is it just not as simple as, as what's written there in that one little place in the Bible? Maybe we need to look other places in the Word of God and really dig deep and, and, and kind of be passionate about following God and looking for some wisdom. Uh, wisdom from him, it makes me think about something that happened when I was a teenager. My sister Amanda, she's been here to church several times. You might have met her on occasion, but uh, she was really young at the time. And we li- I grew up here in, in Waynesboro, and we lived on Henry Avenue at the time, out behind Roses. And uh, um, she you know, was at home, and I think I was in the den doing something, and she's there uh, wanting to have uh, something to eat. I think our mom wasn't home. For some reason, she's making her own little, little snack there. And so she decided to get out an Arby's sandwich that was in the fridge and heat it up in the microwave. And she's going to do her own thing there. She's pretty young. I can't remember exactly how young. Maybe 10 years old. I, I'm not sure. But she didn't know, you know, what all she should be thinking about here. <laughs> she took the Arby sandwich in the Arby's wrapper, old school Arby's wrapper, put that whole thing right in the microwave like that. I heard the microwave turn on. I must have been somewhat aware of the situation because I just had an instinct. I wasn't in the room, but I had an instinct. Even as a young man who could barely take care of his own self, I knew she's doing something wrong. And I just kind of rushed in the room. And right as I got into the room, half running, I saw a lightning bolt shoot down inside that microwave and strike that RB sandwich. And it lit on fire. And I ran over there not thinking, risking my own life, I opened the microwave I don't know what I, what else could I do? Hit it with an axe? You know, I just, I had no options there. It was just stop it or let it, let it happen. And I decided I am stopping this. <laughs> Sister, what are you thinking? She's much more wise now. <laughs> but back then, she was lacking a little bit of wisdom, especially in the area of running a microwave. Okay? She needed a little help with that. What was going on? She didn't even know that she needed to look for wisdom in that area. See, she didn't know what she didn't know. You ever thought about that statement, how maybe a lot of people don't even understand what that means? (laughs) You don't know what you don't know, right? You're not even aware what it is that you're not aware of. How could you be, right? She didn't realize you don't put aluminum foil in in a microwave or whatever that thing's made of, any kind of metal, (laughs) for the record. Okay, I'm just being clear to everybody here. Don't blame it on me if you put some kind of metal in your microwave. But she just didn't know that there. And I think more, more to the point, she didn't know that her sandwich was wrapped in metal at the moment. So she didn't realize there's, there's some missing information there for her. Um, how many times are we just not searching for wisdom? Amen. Has there been something we can look back on and think, 
man, I wouldn't have gone through that if I just searched for a little wisdom. If I just had the right information, if I just gotten some help from God on that. But think about the source of wisdom tonight as well. Verse 5, as we continue through that first verse there, let him ask who? Of God. God says, hey, I'm the one you ought to come to. I'm the right source of information. Notice he doesn't say, at least not here in this passage, go out into the world and ask people what they think or, or have a community survey. Not, nothing wrong with a community survey, amen, but, but don't, don't have a community survey on what you ought to do as far as wisdom in your life. Ask God. That's what he is saying here. Now, there's different ways of doing that, aren't there? Uh, if, if you ask God by getting on your knees and praying directly to him, amen. If you ask God by asking a godly authority figure in your life, amen. If you ask God by just looking straight in the word of God, amen. If you ask God by any of those ways that he set up for you to ask him, then amen to that. But he's saying, hey, if you're lacking, it's because all those other sources of information didn't get where you need to be. So come to me and get the information from me. From me. That's what God is saying. Why? Because he's a perfect source of information, amen. Uh, why, why is that, though? How do we look at a source of information and say, oh, that is flawless. It could never be wrong. There's nothing in there that could ever mislead you, uh, that could ever uh, lead you astray, or that, that could ever uh, even, even, uh, even be misinterpreted if you get it right, amen. God's right on his side of things, uh, but it's because it's an earthly source. It's an unearthly source, isn't it? You can go out on the internet. You can go to the encyclopedia. Remember those things? Britannica, all those, all those volumes of information. Uh, you could go out there in the woods with a guy that just kind of knows about life and have him tell you some stuff. Uh, but all those things could have an error in them. Anything that, that man does could have an error in it. Uh, but when it's unearthly, that's when you know that it has the potential for being perfect if it comes from God. Uh, Isaiah 28, 29 says this also cometh forth from the Lord of hosts, which is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. You ever had anybody say that about you? I know I haven't. Robert, you're wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. I would say, man, you'd better figure out that's God, that's not me. Amen. <laughs> I've given some bad advice in my life. Given some good advice too, but some bad advice. I didn't tell my sister to put the sandwich in the microwave, but maybe I did. I don't know. I don't remember. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are your thoughts, are not, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Notice God doesn't just say, my thoughts are different from your thoughts. He also says they're higher. Uh, what he's saying is, hey, it's better. If, if you just learn to think of, of things the way I think about it, then it'll be actually better, right? It, it's an improvement on the way that you think. I don't take that as an insult. I, I look to God and I say, God, I wish I could have your brain in my brain, but guess what? My head would explode. I couldn't hold it all in here. So that's why he says, hey, if you're lacking wisdom, come to me. Because he knows we're going to be lacking. We're finite and he's infinite. We're imperfect and he's perfect. Jeremiah 10, 12 says, he hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. Even his wisdom was at work when he was creating, amen. You want to see some awesome truths in the word of God? Look at when the word of God talks about creation. Even the Holy Spirit was involved in creation and Jesus was involved in creation and God was using his wisdom when he created. You want to see God's wisdom? Look at creation, How's it all just keep working? Do you know even the Bible says that our molecules wouldn't even be held together if it weren't for God? 
By him all things consist. Amen. That's what the word of God says. He created this big thing that even the greatest scientists on the face of the planet struggle to understand. I love it when I read an article and and all these things pop up on my phone all the time. I think they're surveilling me and figuring out what I like. Because I'm like, man, these guys are getting good at getting me to click on something, you know. That's all sciencey and nerdy. I want to click on that, right? So I open it up and they say, oh, they, they made this new discovery of this new Quixar thing way out in the universe. And, and this is breaking open our understanding, that James Webb telescope, right? It's just challenging everything we've ever thought about science. Why is that? Well, because we don't know everything. But God designed that and created it. Okay, he's flawless. He's, he's limitless. He's perfect. He established the world by his wisdom, stretched out the heavens by his discretion. Imagine one of us trying to just, you know, make the universe much less stretch it out. We can't even figure out how big it is. Can't see how big it is, but he's the one that stretched it out. You want wisdom? Get it from the guy who did that. Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 to 22 says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He does have wisdom. He does have might. That's what Daniel's saying here. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. The Bible tells us God knows everything that we need to know and he shares all that knowledge with us when we ask. Not just in in James or any particular passage you could look at, but all in and through the word of God. He says, hey, you want the right information? Come to me. Some people look at that and say, well, you know, you guys are kind of uh, restrictive and and, and, cutting everything else out in what you believe. You're not inclusive. God's not inclusive. You're God, they'll put it, right? You know, I think God just wants what's right for us and what's best for us and wants us to have the, the information that is correct in life. It might... Uh, sound a little bit nitpicky, but you know what? I want to work with the best information, don't you? I wish I could go back a, a, a several times and, and correct things that happened. I'll share some of that with you in a moment here. <laughs> if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. God says, hey, I'm going to give you wisdom in the way that I give to man, and that is liberally, and I'm definitely going to give it to you. I love that word shall. It's a great word to use for salvation, isn't it? When you can tell a person, hey, that means will, right? Not trying to reword the word of God, but just telling them, hey, uh, this is a definite thing that God is promising. God here promises to give wisdom liberally, and it says it shall happen. I'm promising it. It's an unlimited supply. That's what I see in this verse here. It's an unlimited supply. He said, I'm going to give you liberal, uh, something that I have an infinite supply of, and I'm going to give it to you for sure. It is a promise. Psalm 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord, and of great power, his understanding is infinite. Just in case you're wondering where I was getting that part from, it is infinite, the Word of God tells us. There's no limit to what God knows, understands, thinks, can do. He is infinite in every characteristic. You know what will blow my mind sometimes if I try to think about some of the ways of thinking about God in his different characteristics together. The God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit thing, that'll get me. 
How is he all three of those persons, all at the same time, they're unique persons, but the same God? And you know, uh, there's all these wrong theories about that, but it, how, how do you even have the right theory about that? Oh, it's like an egg. No, it's not. You know, it's, it's like the three states of water. Definitely not. <laughs> you know, I, I can come up with all kinds of illustrations, but really God is just kind of a, a little bit or actually a whole lot beyond my understanding. My understanding's like here, like a little micro dot. And he's way over miles over there. I cannot even get close to understanding him fully. I can know a little bit about him. He is knowable. Uh, I preach a sermon about that sometimes, and I, I love understanding uh, God, but I cannot understand all of him because his understanding is infinite. One of those times I'd like to go back and see if I can make a better decision. So when I was a teenager as well, some crazy things happened back then. How about you? When you were a teenager? Yeah? In that same house, Henry Avenue, 213 Henry Avenue. Man, I ought to just... See if they could wipe that off the history books, that part of my life. <laughs> my dad uh, was in the Navy you know, prior, and he was an officer. He was a surgeon, and he was in you know, whatever they call that, the medical uh, corps. But he was a medical officer in the Navy. And uh, so he would shop at the, what they call the exchange in the Navy. That's like a PX, but you know, for people that are in the real branch of the military. Uh, and so, <laughs> that's basically a department store. Uh, so if you don't even know what a PX is, maybe I just got you on that one too. But uh, So he, he went there to get me a Christmas present one time I asked for. I never went hunting in my life. I really want to go hunting. I asked for them for a hunting rifle this year, my stepmom and my dad. So we'll see. We'll see if they trust me or not. Uh, <laughs> so I want to go out and learn. Everybody's been talking to me about it. Virginia seems like a good place to hunt. Uh, Michigan's hard. You have to hunt with a shotgun below a certain, uh, whatever they call that. Um, I don't know what... The, this direction on the earth is called anymore, apparently. But above a certain, you know, um, elevation, I don't know what it's called. If you go up in the northern part of Michigan, you, have, you, you can hunt with a rifle. But when you go south of that, you have to hunt with a shotgun. So coming here, I'm like, man, I need a rifle now. Well, this, part, this story might make him not trust me enough. Because there I am, teenager, in Virginia, Waynesboro, 213 Henry Avenue, living this crazy teenager life. So we have a babysitter. I think I was preteen probably because we had a babysitter. But here's, I'll tell you, this story is why we had a babysitter. <laughs> Perfect example, my mom didn't trust me, right? So he got me a compound bow at the, at the exchange. Not good. <laughs> you know, that's a bow where you pull it back and it multiplies the force as you pull it back. So you pull with a certain amount of force and it multiplies that as it shoots the arrow. That's where the danger is. <laughs> so all I had was these target arrows. They have like a little uh, pointed metal tip on them, not the normal kill things, you know, broadhead, whatever. Uh, but still dangerous. So I, the babysitter's there. My sister's there. I think my other sister was there. And I'm there. And, and I say, let's go out in, in the yard and, and do target shooting with my, my arrow, my compound bow. Babysitter says, you think we should do that? <laughs> so well, I wouldn't say it if I didn't think we should do it. Don't you think we should do it? She gave in. She let me go out in the yard and shoot my compound bow. There they are, my sisters and the babysitter watching me. So I, I put up a target. And, you know, we had this, like, little bit of an incline, small backyard, but a little bit of an incline, and then an alley, you know, with, a, like, a hard gravel road there in the alley. And so I thought, well, I'll shoot at that incline. So what am I going to put there to shoot at? i got to have some kind of target or something, right? Something that will really stop an arrow. So I put bags of leaves. <laughs> There's two of them. Come on, man. Give me some credit. Two bags of leaves. I shoot my arrow. Woo! It goes right through those bags of leaves. Imagine my surprise. I'd never shot at a deer either, so I didn't know what would happen when an arrow hit something. 
<laughs> and it goes through the bags of the leaves and, and just happens to be just the right elevation to skim right off of that surface of that alley. You know how gravel gets beat down in the alley from driving and driving and driving. And it's just like that rock hard gravel, you know, uh, uh, sanded up, you know, rocks and busted up rocks. It just skimmed right off of that and just skipped right off the ground and stabbed right in the neighbor's wall, right in the back of his house. He wasn't home, okay? So I run over there, I get the arrow, I come back in the yard, we're all like, oh, I can't believe that happened. This was after a couple shots, you know, so it took a couple shots for this to occur, but then I shot the neighbor's house and ran up, got the arrow, came back, and the babysitter lets me keep shooting my bow and arrow. So, you know, you let a teenager do, or preteen or whatever I was do that and keep going, he's going to get emboldened, and I did. I took that arrow, I, I, I cocked it back up in the, in the bow again, set it up, and I said, I'm going to do something even better this time. And the babysitter said, what? I said, I'm going to shoot it straight up in the air and see what happens. She just stood there and watched me. Shot my arrow straight up in the air. You know, my sisters, the babysitter, me, I shot the arrow straight up in the air. We all just stood there and watched it. <laughs> Apparently, we never heard of gravity. <laughs> So, I mean, we're just watching the arrow, and then we realize, oh, what's about to happen? So we all scatter and run. Well, then it didn't come back down on us. It didn't hit where we had been standing, and that made me worry. I thought, where's this arrow going? It comes down whoosh, right in the front yard, stuck straight down into the ground, like perpendicular to the ground. That tells you what it would have done to a person if it had come down on them. Don't ever do this. In the catty corner neighbor's front yard. Okay, he was home. <laughs> Next thing you know, the police were there. Woo! And they said, look, you're going to get in trouble. You're not supposed to be shooting this thing in the city. You know, I was up there behind roses. I wasn't out in some you know, house in the outside of, in the county or something. I mean, come on. I could have shot somebody shopping. They were like, you're not supposed to be doing this here. But luckily, the only damage you caused was to this man's house over here. This guy's not complaining. He's not going to file a complaint, but he just wants you to stop shooting your arrows in town. And then you're going to have to talk to this guy when he comes back. I said, oh, no. Does that mean my mom's going to find out? <laughs> he said, I'm telling your mom. <laughs> so, yeah, the guy comes back later. It turns out he'd been on vacation. Turns out he's selling the house. He said, oh, man, don't worry about it. I got this bush here. I'll just move this bush right over here right in front of the hole. He did that. Woo! Sometimes God is just too merciful to me. I feel like I just get dumber because he's, he's not letting me face my punishment enough. <laughs> you know what I wonder when I think back on that? Why didn't the babysitter try to tell me not to shoot the arrow? Woo! You know what I wonder after the first arrow? Why didn't she tell me not to shoot the second one? Or the third one? Or the one I shot straight up in the air? She might have needed a little bit of babysitter training, amen? She didn't know who to ask. She should have asked my mom, hey, is he allowed to shoot arrows in the neighbor's houses? Then she would have known. She would have had the wisdom she needed to have. But you know what she thought? She thought I had it handled. Now, I'm not kidding. She asked me, do you think you should do that? Don't ask that to a teenager. Tell them they shouldn't do it. All right? She thought I had it handled. She asked the wrong person. She's looking for the wrong source of information. You've got to recognize your lack of wisdom, but you also need to look for the right source, amen? You need to surrender to the need. You need to look at it, it, 
for the wisdom in the right place, surrender to God's wisdom today. But then you should uh, surrender to the wisdom itself. The surrender to wisdom is there in verses 6 through 8. Uh, Ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. God says, hey, you need to follow me, because otherwise you're going to get down, going down the wrong path. You're going to get lost. You're going to get wandering. You're going to be unstable in all your ways. I want you to follow me, and I want you to do it with faith. It says in verse 6, let him ask in faith. He wants to, us to have a faithful following. Hebrews chapter 11, you ever heard that called the hall of faith? Look at just, I'm just going to read a few verses and how many times we hear the word faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We've already seen that in other verses just tonight, haven't we? So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered up Unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, uh, which, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh by faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had uh, this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? By faith, amen. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Uh, we need to follow God with faith, amen? You say, why are you riding faith so much in a, a message about wisdom? Oh, because sometimes wisdom goes against our intuition, doesn't it? Man, I'm, I'm sometimes just convinced that something I believe is true. And then I find out it's completely wrong. It doesn't happen just in my walk with God. It can happen in any area of life, but it's happened in my walk with the Lord. Where I said, man, I didn't even understand what that verse meant before. You ever had that happen here in church where you go, oh, pastor, you just opened that up for me. Be careful with what you think you know for sure. Have faith in God because he will never let you down. Anything else can. It needs to be a faithful following, but there's also a fearful falling going on here. Uh, James chapter 1, verses 22 to 23, the word of God says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. This is that unstable man. Uh, for if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And what does that man do? For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. He just keeps on doing what he's always been doing forgets what he's like but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein he being not a forgetful here but a doer of the work uh, this man shall be blessed in his deed God says hey when I tell you something when I give you that wisdom you've been asking for you better take that and you better do something with it uh, he says hey uh, don't take wisdom and just drop it down or leave it somewhere like something you forget in your house uh, like I've done one time or a million times maybe uh, but take that that wisdom that I give you and keep it treasure it, follow it, learn it, do it, he said, because that'll make you stable in your ways. As I think back on that, that moment I mentioned to you where I wish I could take that back, shooting that neighbor's house with an arrow, I, 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 I'm just amazed. I shot that second arrow. Didn't I learn? You know, what, what is crazy about that story, I shot the neighbor's house. I could have shot the neighbor. And I still shot another arrow, and I shot it straight up in the air. I got dumber as I went. 
Forgive me for using that word. I'm talking about myself, okay? But man, that incident should have taught me some things. I should have learned it about 30 seconds after the first arrow hit the neighbor's house or whatever arrow that was. I should have listened to the warning signs. I should have recognized when I messed up. I couldn't hide what I had done. So I should have admitted it and said, hey, you better learn from this. I, I, I want to I, I say probably there was, that was wisdom available to me, seeing that arrow sticking in the side of that wall on that, house's, on that, that neighbor's house. And I just was letting it sit there, letting it lay there, run, get the arrow, try to hide what I did, and just do it again. Whew, God says, hey, man, don't be like that. Surrender to God's wisdom in your life today, won't you? Don't fight the right thing that God is telling you to do. Proverbs 1.20, wisdom crieth out. She uttereth her voice in the streets. Wisdom's yelling for you today. Are you listening? I know it's yelling for me. Accept God's wisdom today and accept it in faith. And take what he gives you and use it in your life, won't you? I'm challenging you tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you shared with us from your word, Lord. We pray that you'd apply it to our hearts, Lord. Help us to use it in our lives and help us to grow closer to you through it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Appreciate that very much. Brother Robert, that was a blessing. Amen. Good word from the word. And uh, that passage has been one that's been on my heart the last uh, couple of years, really. The Lord used that in a powerful way. And appreciate that revisit of that. I have just one favor to ask of you, brother, okay? Um, if you do get that rifle, would you let all of us know? Okay. <laughs> all right, Brother Tim, would you come please lead us in our time of prayer and close us out? Okay.